Have you ever wanted to start your very own podcast? Sorry, that's a dumb question. Of course you wanted to start your own podcast. Podcasting's amazing. Head on over to Blueberry.com. That's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y.com. Use promo code GAMEPINIONS. And then you, that's right, you listening to this right now, you can have a free month of podcast hosting service. And also, if you take that promo code, you can also get a free month of stats so you can keep track of that podcast that you're working so hard on. Blueberry is incredible, and the features are simply amazing. I don't have time to talk about them, though, because I have to start my own show. So after this episode of Game Pinions, make sure you head on over to Blueberry.com, look up what it is all about, use promo code Game Pinions, and get started on an adventure of a lifetime. Welcome to Game Pinions episode 35. I'm your host, Calman, and today I'm joined by the one, the only, Kim Kim. Hello. How are you doing this week, Kim Kim? I'm tired. I <laughs> completely understand the feeling. <laughs> Start of 2020 and we're already like, Ugh. It feels like the end of 2020, very much so. So, uh, we don't have John on today. He is mm-hmm. on... A vacation called life and he will not be joining us today <laughs> um so we're gonna be going over a few things today we're going to be uh talking about some more animal crossing memories i know we kind of briefly touched upon them during our christmas special if you guys haven't uh checked that out we also were talking about uh them during our game of the year episode a little bit so we kind of just wanted to have i guess a more full-blown Uh, Animal Crossing discussion today. Um, Before we get into that, though, we do have some housekeeping and some news topics that we want to just kind of briefly go over. Um, Starting off, uh, Kim Kim uploaded her very first Let's Play to the channel. Yes. Kim Kim, what are you playing in that? I think we might have talked about it before, but what are you playing? I'm playing Oblivion. It's just very nostalgic for me right now. So I figured I'd go ahead and upload me kind of playing through it again. Just because I like to go through it all over and with new builds or something different. But for this uh, playthrough, I'm playing as a Breton and I'm going to be trying like out different like magic and, you know, just different weapons and just kind of like have fun with it and kind of guide it through like, you know, no one's seen it before. Mm -hmm. You know, like it's a, I guess like a, in the perspective of someone playing it for the first time. And I really like character creation. So I spent some time. Also, flipping through the races, if in, in species, well, not species, oh my gosh. Well, I don't know. I guess Khajiits or. <laughs> yeah, I guess you could probably throw that <laughs> but in there. The different races and the different, like, different classes you can be. So I took my time fully going through that. I did want to put in the description, like, the video marks or the time periods where it skips it, but I did it. So sorry. Um,. <laughs> I might do that eventually. Just feel free to skip around in the video because I do take a lengthy amount of time in that character creation. Well, that is awesome. And that was really something that we've been wanting to do for a long time is kind of 
you know, slowly start to incorporate some collaboration on the channel. Yes. So it's very exciting, a very big moment, well, at least, you know, personally for Game Pinions that we now have, you know, additional content being made on the channel um, because YouTube channel, and I'm a, kind of at fault for this, um, has kind of been neglected a little bit. So we're still kind of updating with the podcasts. So it's not completely up to date yet, but uploading does take a little bit of time. So just bear with us on that. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it definitely is going to get more attention. So definitely check it out when you do have the chance and see what I'm doing on there because I want to contribute more to our YouTube. Yes. And I'm really excited for the Let's Plays. And, you know, if, if you just enjoy watching games that, you know, from different people even, mm -hmm. then feel free to check it out. It's probably not going to be the newest, you know, game that's out or anything crazy fast like that. I... Just like to do a chill, relaxed let's play where we can enjoy it and maybe be nostalgic. Yep, absolutely. And I am very excited. And I think <laughs> in the Christmas episode, I did mention, or maybe the episode before, that I'm excited to watch this because I haven't played Oblivion all the way through. And so I'm going to be able to get to watch Kim Kim play it. And I'm really excited about it, honestly. <laughs> it's going to be awesome watching it go up on the channel. Thumbnail looks beautiful, by the way. Very good job oh, on the thumbnail. Um, and uh, yeah, so definitely go on Game Pinion's uh, YouTube channel. Check that out. Leave us a comment, like, subscribe. Great. <laughs> All right. I think we're done with elevator pitch. <laughs> um, so yeah, so we had some uh, different news uh, topics to talk about today just to start things off. I figured we could probably bypass the uh, what have we been playing recently just because well, I do want I do want to touch base on a very funny moment. Um, sure. But is that okay if we do that right now or can I pop it at the end? I'd say go for it. Sweet. Shoot. Just because we recently did this. like So we've uploaded to the YouTube channel with our, our free first Let's Play video. Yes. And we get together, you know, when we're not doing podcasts and not doing anything professional or anything like that we get together and we play the call of duty you know we've been enjoying oh, that together <laughs> <laughs> and i'm not a hardcore like competitive person on there so i started in the matchmaking it was like big team i guess yeah we were match. doing the, the 10 v 10 death match yeah and we were on do you remember what the map was called if you we're not huge like call of duty people so we, we're struggling was it are you talking about the the one with John? Yeah. We were on, I believe it's called Crash. That's where the helicopter is in the I center of the map. don't know if that's actually the map, though. So, let's just say it is, but okay. I don't think it is. <laughs> I think it's like a different one. It has a car on fire. Why? Because I tried to hide in the, the fire car, and it didn't work. But anyway, so we made our way into one of the buildings, and I thought that most online games at this point would definitely take away, like, closets and stuff with no windows, just one entrance, and, you know, I thought they would have, like, blocked it off, but they didn't, not not in this little cute room. I was like, oh, this is my decision for this gameplay. So, I went in the, <laughs> I went in the room, and I basically begged everybody to come in there with me. I was like, come on, come on, come in here, it's gonna be great, it's gonna be great. As to what, I don't know, but I just figured it'd be funny. So we all hurdle in this room. I didn't know that there was apparently an explosive device in there, but so needless, or whatever the saying is. Nevertheless. Needless. Needless. I got everyone in the room. Oh, well, I got Cal in there, and then I got um, John. 
and I failed to recruit my other friend or your other friend, basically. Yeah, Dakota did not Dakota, want to join. Dakota, yes. He did not. He was, I think he was I confused. Think he, yeah, I think more, more or less he was confused. I was very excited. I was like, get in the room. He was probably thinking I was watching his player or something. I don't know. Basically, everyone got in the room and there's three of us. Cal's on the ground and John is standing and I am crouched. Okay, so we look like an official G.I. Joe squad or something in there. And I'm like, let's just see how long it takes for them to find us because I'm that annoying person. So (laughs) we sit there and we're waiting. And it took like it took like a solid eight to ten minutes for someone to come find us. But I didn't expect the force that had come with it. But in this eight minute heaven um, that we were experiencing, just total tranquility, not a bullet was heard. Um, John decided he's going to shoot everything in the room for fun and ended up shooting a, I don't know, a gas can or whatever it was. It was some kind of explosive device or some kind of flammable, uh, (laughs) object. And John literally blows up and flies out of the room. And apparently he wanted us to blow up with him, but it didn't go as planned. Yeah. I think John's logic was that because it's not, it's not like a... I guess explosive coming from uh, like an enemy player or from a friendly player. It's more of like a neutral explosion, like as if like, I guess a car would explode that we would get sucked into the explosion as well. I like to describe it as you pitched a grenade. There's, you know, friendly fire is an option. <laughs> so everyone gets affected. Yeah. I can't, I don't, when you're describing it the first time to me, I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> it's like a grenade, but there's no friendly fire mechanism. Yeah, at all. that's ended up what has. So he was the only one for whatever reason that got involved with that. I guess because he shot it. He blew up. I mean, he literally did. Like he a shot front through the flip. door. Yeah. It was very gymnastic style, um, which made me laugh. It was like, yeah, it's a ten, and I, I had to record it. But the crazy thing is, though, he was able to, you know, respawn head back to the room and rejoin us again. With no one trailing. Yeah, with no repercussions. There was no one. And then it took like you no know, extra four minutes for anyone to find us. Yeah, and, and once people did eventually find us, because I was laying on the ground and I had, I, I decided because I saw their little red dot outside the door on the on the map that I was like, all right, well, I'm just going to take my grenade out. They're going to walk in. I'll die, but they're going to die as well. And I took my grenade out and they never showed up. So then I died. <laughs> So this kind of triggered, I guess, a, a sequence of events. So Cal's no longer in the room and people are coming. Oh, yeah, because I respawn and I, I look and I walk you know, past the, the helicopter that's in the center of the map and I'm standing outside of the building that they're in and their whole entire team is just pouring in there to go take out Kim, uh, Kim, Kim and John. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, this is a great opportunity for me because I can just start, you know, mowing down because they're not paying attention. They're all focused on that room. So it was, was. They threw a smoke grenade. And the last thing like I could see was this guy full sprint bash the door open. And <laughs> I think there was even a flash grenade in there somewhere. But I was just hitting the melee button like, oh, gosh, here Yeah, just comes. hoping for the best. And I survived. It oh was my the God. most amazing. I don't think you did. I don't think anyone did but me. No, because I went in there and I killed a few of them and then I got killed myself. So. I mean, that, to me, that was like genuine fun. Like, I, oh my. It was really entertaining and we won by a lot. And we do have the clip, which we may or may not upload I'm eventually sure. to I'm Instagram. I'm sure you can probably, yeah, Instagram it or something. Maybe, maybe Twitter. Maybe we'll Twitter it, yeah. On the Twitters? Oh, tweet it. Sorry. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll tweeter it out. Tweet it or something. Yeah, we'll do um, something. It was 
great. So hopefully maybe we can insert video here to like the video, uh, you know, the YouTube video or something like that when yeah. we get to it. Yeah, that was that <laughs> was day. highly entertaining. I had a great time with that. I just had a blast. So I wanted to tell them. Oh, no, story. I, I completely I completely agree. That was freaking hilarious. Um, yeah, I mean, it's like we, like we kind of said last week, it's not the perfect game but when you're playing with your friends i mean that's really where call of duty is its best and especially when your friends don't take the game like super seriously mm-hmm. it, it makes it so much more fun the thing is we critique games just because we can critique it but it doesn't mean they're not fun at the end of the day oh yeah you know we i would have preferred an older styled version but the game modes have been a lot of fun so that i can been. i can say i wish we had more weight but i mean Honestly, it's it's been a joy. It's been a blast. Has been. I yeah, I've I've been enjoying it. I've I've had a, a fun time with it. You know, a lot of complaints, but at the end of the day, it's it is fun. It's a good way to just kind of go on there and mindlessly, you know, walk around and shoot things. So <laughs> Yeah. I think that would conclude like our recent kind of activities and what we've been up to really. So Yeah, can... I haven't really been playing cuz I mean obviously we're still playing Death Stranding. That's mm-hmm. like, you know, just you can pretty much assume that that's what we're doing. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, we're we're still chugging away in that. I'll I'll probably eventually make another update as to where I'm at cuz I haven't done that for a couple of weeks now. Um, but yeah, besides that, yeah, we've we've kind of just been uh we've kind of just been not doing that. <laughs> We've been kind of, you know, not doing a whole lot, I mean. So uh, I guess we'll, we'll go ahead and hop into the next section. We haven't had a, uh, a news section in quite some time either. So we do have some uh, hardware-related news. Okay. Um, so we'll go ahead and hop into that. And first things first. Now, we are we ha- going to talk about hardware or are we going to talk about the logo? Well, it's it's hardware slash, you know, some CES uh, 2020 news. Oh, I okay. Guess. Okay, go ahead. Um, so at CES, we had some PlayStation 5 news, and they showed off the PlayStation 5 logo, which mm-hmm. was incredibly shocking. The internet had like a completely, you know, colossal meltdown as to how shocking this uh, logo <laughs> was. And basically, um, it's it's a joke. <laughs> it's it's the PlayStation Four logo with a PS with a five instead of a four. Same font, same style. Um, looks identical to the PlayStation Three, PlayStation Four logo, um, with you know obviously the original PlayStation and PS Two um, looking different. Um, it's uh, it's simple. I don't really get the outrage that some people had. It's they liked just, it so much they wanted to use it again. Yeah, I mean it's it's not broken, so it's easily recognizable. They had success with the PlayStation Four. I mean, why not? <laughs> like, it's not. I mean, it, to me, it just wasn't really a huge deal. Um, you I know, think either way, honestly, I care more about the, how the console looks and performs. Be- yeah, me before too. Before the logo is really in debate per se. Now, would I love some original? logos yeah, of course <laughs> yeah. but honestly i'm more concerned about like how the console looks because i think playstation was going to do something well it's it hasn't been confirmed yet but has been confirmed very unique i think towards their console so i'm excited to see that and see if it really is or if it's just going to be another brick yeah so we'll see so basically a lot of people are speculating now because of the playstation 5 logo and what it looks like they're speculating that it kind of confirms, I guess, the leaked, the supposedly leaked dev kit 
that kind of has like a, a screen on the front of it. And then there's like a V shape cut out on the top because the PlayStation five logos were identical. That may or may not be what the actual dev kit looks like, but to me, basing it off this logo is probably not the <laughs> end all be all because <laughs> they just took the PlayStation font and they put a five on it. So of course it's going to look identical. Yeah. And so, I mean, that doesn't really confirm if it's going to be like a bad design or anything. No, but I will say though, typically the prototype and developer models of um, game systems and I, I guess 3DS being probably a outlier to that because they were pretty similar. Um, but typically they don't look the same and they don't really take on the shape. Like the supposed prototype for the Switch was like an oval shape and that obviously didn't turn out that way at all. That was just kind of ended up being fake. Yeah, <laughs> so, it, didn't turn, it didn't look like anything I was expecting it to. But I mean, Sony though have been pretty good with their designs i think um especially with the playstation 4 i thought it looked really good then they updated it with the you know playstation uh, 4 slim and then the playstation 4 pro which maybe not as the creative. gold is the best the gold does look very good i like that design i like the buttons yeah i hope that they do stick with the buttons instead of the touch buttons i mean i don't really have a problem with my touch buttons i just prefer the more tactile feel that um I guess the one terabyte PlayStation uh, 4s kind of, you know, took over and, you know, the PlayStation Slim had its buttons and all that. So I kind of hope they do stick with that um, actual physical button instead of the the touch buttons. So along with the PlayStation 4 logo, um, Sony also revealed some uh, features that I guess the console is going to uh, be having this applies to the console and some things on the controller. So it's going to feature 3D audio sound. What does that mean? I'm not really entirely sure. Uh, I did have a headset a long time ago that had 3D sound. And it's, at least at the time, it seemed more of like a gimmick. I I would actually, sorry to butt on in here, no, okay. but 3D audio sound, if they're referencing games having the capability of hearing like a whisper in your right ear and not just both of your ears and you know kind of twirling around in that method yeah i would be excited to see that um i'm not sure like you know how in depth this is going to be is it going to be just you know per based game like if they allow it if the game really wants it you know and yeah that's the thing is it's a cool extra little feature but i'm not sure how utilized that's going to get See, the thing with 3D audio is that what confuses me is what's the difference between having the surround sound as opposed to 3D audio. And I did look this up a long time ago, but I should have looked it up for this. I just completely forgot. For some reason, I thought 3D audio, and I'm going to be probably completely wrong, but I thought that instead of being able to detect things on your left and right, it tricks your, your hearing so it's it kind of sounds like there's things in front of you and behind you as well. Well, yeah, like it should be able to distance and all that kind of just yeah. calculated into that. However, or at least I think it is, um, I thought surround sound, I'm old school and I really don't know much about technology. And the only thing I can correlate with surround sound every time you say it is hanging those speakers up in your room, you know, on the very back left and yeah. go hang a speaker on the back right and look at you. You got surround sound. <laughs> I don't 
I don't know. I know it sounds good, but I think 3D audio is definitely different. Um, okay, I just Googled it. Um, okay. And this is... Thanks, uh, Google. Yeah, thanks, Google. This is from... Uh, uh, what website is this? <laughs> Wiki? <laughs> no, it's just electronicproducts.com. Um, I'm just going to read the really quick uh, summary here. Um, though they have their differences, surround sound and 3D sound are used in very similar ways. Surround sound involves placing multiple speakers around a room to put you in the center of the action. Right. 3D sound, not only do sounds come from the left and right of you, but they also come from above and below you. Ooh. So, I don't... Are you telling me we've had... Sur- well, no, because I obviously didn't hang a bunch of speakers around. We've never had surround sound in games, I don't think. <laughs> well, the thing is, though, the headsets, though, can emulate that. Oh, okay. So the em- I'm the having em- a dirt Yeah, the headsets can, can do that. Um, but that is kind of confusing. I, I, I'd probably have to look into that a little bit more. Um, <laughs> but this is not, uh, an audio expert podcast. I'm yeah, sorry. But honestly, like it is cool. Though. It has a lot to do with your immersion in a game though. So it's, I honestly believe, did I say that right? Did I say immersion? Yeah. Immersion. So, okay. Fine. I just, <laughs> immersiveness. I, I used to immersion. say submersion and that. It's all kinds if of you're stuff. submerged in a game that would be very <laughs> interesting i was very bad so i gotta confirm with <laughs> with cal um but no like that has a lot to do with how you, the controller to me is the number one but number two is definitely the, the audio the hearing i mean even when i used to play like halo and stuff just hearing the footsteps like it's it really helped you yeah. know and if there's any way that they can give you that kind of advantage in any in the campaign and matchmaking that definitely would be awesome you feel like you're really there i wonder if like i kind of wonder how this is going to work i wonder if the console is just capable of outputting that um guarantee you that console has to probably be compatible with the vr system it is and that's actually what i was about to bring up um you know this could possibly be something that they're incorporating especially for vr Mm -hmm. and you know maybe this hints at a new PlayStation VR headset, they're still going to support the old one. It's still going to work, but maybe one that has uh, a better built-in set of headphones because there was actually a slight variant of the PlayStation VR that does include um, actual connected headphones to it. Um, That was kind of like a quiet release, I think, if I remember correctly. Hopefully I didn't mislead you. I'll fact check and (laughs) and I'll insert something later on. That would be so cool if... They somehow were able to integrate this new console's PS5 with the ability to just kind of plug in with with less wires the VR system in some manner. Oh yeah. Or at least just your headset or your headphones. I mean, it'd, it'd be cool, you know. So I'm really looking forward to what they're gonna do with that. Yeah, yeah. I think that that would be pretty awesome to see that incorporated with VR, and that also maybe hints at VR being once again a um, even more uh, focal point to their approach this gen because they compared this PlayStation VR to you know the PlayStation original where they're going to build up its library and they're going to treat it as if it is its own system. Um, but if they're going to be having more integration with it in the next generation, I think that's going to be pretty awesome. I, in my opinion, they're definitely in the lead. Um, from what I experienced, I got to play around with the Oculus Rift a little bit. Now, granted, I don't think it was actually updated all the way or anything, but just the comfort level of the PlayStation's VR system, it it's just so much more lightweight. It, 
feels like it's not really there. Um, and I just prefer the way it sits on you. You know, you feel like you're really there. And it was the first time I got like giddy over a new console besides the Switch. I was like, I haven't felt like this since I was 10. <laughs> like, it was crazy. Um, and, and just what they've already successfully have done. Yeah. And now they're trying to get that audio pinned down. I mean, that's that's going to be another big step in the VR race. I'm just I think saying. so too. It it like you said, it adds to the immersion that VR already kind of you know has. You know, it's it, it's not a perfect experience yet, but it's getting there. And this to me just kind of indicates that they're kind of putting you know more effort towards that, which is huge because that is definitely something unique to PlayStation right now that they're the only console that has VR capabilities. Yeah, and of course, PC versions or options are very pricey. Um, they are. I think PlayStation VR, um, for what it is right now, I mean, honestly, I, I have a problem with the resolution a little bit, but the overall experience is still really great, especially for their first attempt at it. And I think the you know entry price is it offers the best value especially when you consider that you're getting you know sony you know an actual you know game company is mm-hmm. is working on you know the device so they're going to have some you know first party ip probably eventually that's going to utilize this technology so i think that's awesome and in my opinion if you're getting sick from vr i mean it's doing something right you don't feel like you're yeah you feel like whoa I'm over here. This isn't right, man. And you start freaking out and you get sick. Well, I think it did its job. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> there's only one or two games where I got like, oh gosh, like nauseous just because it was so cool. And it was like, like I couldn't imagine in person me climbing into a big mech and flying off the ground. That's why I got sick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to do that in real life. No. Uh-uh. Oh, but you should have seen me in that game. <laughs> yeah, I think that was uh, that was Riggs, I think. Pretty sure that was Riggs, yeah. Um, now, along with the 3D audio, they also uh, said there's going to be um, haptics uh, plus uh, adaptive triggers. So um, that's, you know, the controllers, you know, trigger buttons. So it's, I think, I think uh, Xbox One kind of has something similar to that right now. I assume that this will kind of take that to the next level in terms of in terms of that um I, the change in in controller buttons it's that's well, always so hard you know you're messing with the controller yeah it's some kind of concerned i think it's going to be similar to xbox one because xbox one i'm pretty sure the triggers have um like haptic vibration motors in them i think mm-hmm. could be wrong but i think that they vibrate when you press them down you know if you're driving like you know a car in the game or whatever um so I think that's how it's going to be similar to. Um, I'm just not really 100% sure why it's necessary. If it is better than just normal triggers, I'm not really sure, honestly. We'll see. I mean, every game has the option to you know, control that, though, honestly. So it's just another immersion tool, in my opinion. Yeah. Now, this next one I'm very excited about. And this is the Ultra High Speed not just high speed, but ultra high speed solid state drive, which I wish that I could have that in my current PlayStation, but I don't want to spend the money on it. And having an SSD in the PlayStation is going to be awesome, especially for loading games. Um, 
you know, load screens are going to probably not be as long. Does that mean it won't sound like a vacuum sometimes? Mm, knowing the PlayStation consoles, <laughs> probably not. It's probably going to continue to sound like a vacuum It sounds cleaner. so good. Well, you know, I don't have that problem with the gold one. So may, I don't know. I yeah, mine, mine is very old. Like mine is the launch version of the PlayStation 4. Probably has too much dust in it. I haven't cleaned it. <laughs> so that might be on on me guilty confessions yeah it's I'm like i'm a dirty boy i'm a dirty boy <laughs> but the playstation 5 is coming out this year it's no longer next year or two years it's this year so it's like is it worth cleaning out the playstation 4 <laughs> if i'm gonna get the playstation 5 probably at the end of the year i don't know I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I don't, really don't. You start, you start uh, thinking about the life expectancy. Like, will you make it? Yes, <laughs> you can. <laughs> so you can buy the new console. <laughs> oh, man. Um, now, uh, this the next thing on this list is uh, hardware-based ray tracing. No idea what that means. Uh, I'm just going to probably leave it at that. I have no idea. Don't ask me. Um, the next feature is Ultra HD Blu-ray. So... That indicates that it is indeed going to still have uh, a disc port. So along with all this stuff, I mean, obviously PlayStation VR support, which we had, um, we're also going to be getting full backwards compatibility, at least with PlayStation 4, possibly with the other PlayStations as well, because of uh, certain patents that we have seen. Um, over the course of last year that kind of indicate that. Well, that's interesting because I'm wondering if it's backwards compatible, but you'd have to have the disc version of the older ones or if they're, you know, to minimize the digital gallery or if they're going to keep it as digital downloads on it, there. It's very possible. I think that one of the patents, I'm pretty sure, and I could be wrong once again, but I'm pretty sure one of the patents showed that it was capable of you know, playing older hardware and being able to emulate it like really well. I thought that was um, something that they had. I could be wrong. Memory might not be serving me right. I might be going crazy, which is all possibilities. Which is very interesting. I didn't think about that. Like if they were going to make it to where you can get it on the digital rather than having to get the physical disc. So, I mean, now yeah. we're all going to fight over our old school disc. And I know, like, right? That's my copy, not yours, just so we can play it on our new consoles. And I'm sure, because they do have PlayStation 1 Classics, which were on the PlayStation 3. Um, not so much so on the PlayStation 4. That never really made its round. So, I imagine that this will make PlayStation 3 online things that are you know tied to your profile. Um, I'm sure that it'll make it you know downloadable now again. Um, that was one thing that PlayStation 4 really dropped the ball on. I think it's just because their architectures were so different that it, they just kind of, you know, had them as, as separate entities in a way. It's just kind of a, you know, a new ecosystem. But hopefully this means that you're able to bring those back and um, you're able to play them on your PlayStation 5. Um, all of your stuff from your PlayStation Network account, though, it should work with the new PlayStation 5. So if you downloaded Spider-Man on your PlayStation 4, when you boot up your PS5 and you log in, you should be able to access that game again. Yep, I believe that was the same with the 360 games, but I don't quote me on that. No, I think I think you were right. I think I think if you had a 360 game downloaded to your profile, I think when you got the Xbox 1, you are able to, you know, bring those back. 
it's all tied to your profile and your new profile is told to tied to your old profile for yes. 360 so basically you just kind of set like a new gamer tag for xbox one in a way it's very strange i'm really hoping for the new console for xbox they they do something about when you jump into a 360 game and then it shows you signing in on your 360 profile oh yes yeah, hope mean. they just hide that process and they just put like a little button at the bottom left it tells you like you know how to get that menu to pop up or something, just because it's always popping up on you. It's just yeah, very strange. I'm not sure if they'll That's be able nitpicking. to do it or not, just because it's it's basically like a pure emulation of the game. Um, in that case, though, I think that it's almost like digging up like actual the actual 360 like operating system in a way. I think I'm not I'm not really sure how that works, but very uh, I don't know. I, it's it's very exciting to see PlayStation finally doing something like that because. That was one of the PlayStation 4's biggest flaws and one of the biggest complaints. So seeing them address that is going to be pretty huge. And for both consoles, you know, I feel like PlayStation, though, for the fact that they didn't really have that is going to be just a huge, I don't know, hurdle that they've been able to cross. And I'm really looking forward to, I get excited about their new dashboards. I'm weird like that. So I'm really excited to see if, you know, how they both change their dashboards for this new console because there's yeah. been very mixed feedback about, you know, on both ends. Uh, PlayStation 4 has definitely gotten better with their menu systems, but I would oh, like yeah. to see them do that extra little push to make it easier for the party system. Mm-hmm. And Xbox, ironically, the 360 layout, in my opinion, was way better. When they went to Xbox One, it, they just started hiding all these little options and settings. Yeah, I'm not a of, fan. Yeah, way too many different submenus. Yeah. And I don't agree with that. Um, I really think that they could just put it in the settings, you know, and, and store it away in a hidey hole, you know? Yeah, they don't need to go storing it in a random place. Like, I, I we were searching I forever for... God, I don't even remember. It, it was took to, us forever. To make the party chat private and it's like hidden away. You have to go to like your audio settings and it's it, it just it's really strange like the way they they hit it in there. It should just be an option that you press like make this private. So I'm the weirdo waiting for like the new dashboard systems like, "Ooh, I wonder what they're going to do." Well, apparently the <laughs> PlayStation 5 is going to have a new user interface, which I'm assuming they mean the operating system, so uh, it should be a little bit different than what it is now. So Well, I would hope yeah, I mean, it's, it's... I'd be the most disappointed if they never, like, hey, here's your new system. Hey, it looks just like your previous. Yeah, you Thanks. need to definitely have um, some change just to, to make the product feel new. Like, that's one of my, my issues with, like, the, um, you know, whenever you get, like, a new smartphone, it's, like, it's the same operating system all the time, and you're used to it. It's not, there's no learning curve involved, but it's, like, kind of feels like you have the same exact device in a way. Yeah, Go back and look at the original Xbox interface. That was sick. Okay. Like that's so by far. <laughs> the PlayStation my 2 didn't even have a interface really. I mean, it just kind of <laughs> turned it on and it played the game. You could like, I think hold a button down and like look at like the memory card or something. But that was about it. All I remember from like my old school PlayStation days was trying to put books on top of the original PlayStation just to make sure the game would stay in. Yeah, and that's, and that's, all I, that's all I can remember. That's always a struggle. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So, and that pretty much wraps up the PlayStation news. Um, now, there was this other uh, news story that came out about the potential of a new Switch Pro. Um, this was from uh, Digit Dimes. And they said 
that Nintendo is reportedly planning to release in uh, mid-2020 a new model of Switch, which will begin uh, volume production at the end of the first quarter of 2020, according to the sources related to upstream supply chain. Um, This is like a rumor that won't go away, very similar to the Switch Mini. It's just one that, to me, it's, it's, it's almost kind of cheap, you know, seeing, I guess, the different websites covering this story in a way, just because it's like one of the things that's inevitable. It's going to happen at some point. <laughs> and we constantly see this news story popping up. Oh, there's rumors of a new switch. There's rumors of a new switch. And eventually they're going to be right. Yeah. It's going to happen. There's going to be a Switch Pro. I mean, it's. I would love if, if this is really going to happen. I know it's we hate seeing this, but, you know, people like to talk about it. And that's the point. Yeah. Is that they want to talk about because they're excited for this new switch system. I mean, the switch itself is wonderfully designed. Um, I would love to see in the new switch, you know, pro, I suppose, maybe some better joy cons, maybe do a different like version two Joy-Con where it's better like that too. gripping in your hand. I mean, it's really thin right now and really slim, but I would love to see it maybe just molded a little better for your hand. That would be awesome, you know? And to do that though, it'd need to be bigger, a little bigger, a little yeah. girthier. So if they do come out with a pro, I really hope they do address maybe like a new Joy-Con kind of thing. Um, yeah, I, I kind of want them to, you know, make the... make new version of the joy cons with improved motion possibly um and then improved ergonomics i'd like the the switch pro to not be as um not be as like dramatic as the wii u gamepad was but at least have a little bit of the ergonomics included in there you know it's a more powerful machine it's it's one that you know probably a lot of people are gonna be playing it at home but you know make it a little bit beefier in a way and, and make it a little bit more ergonomic but you know, not to the point where it ruins its look necessarily, but just yeah. make it a little bit more comfortable for longer game sessions. I mean, I got little hands and... Bigger buttons, please. It, I, I do cramp a bit pressing those itty bitty buttons in yeah. the little bitty controller if I'm using just one little Joy-Con. So I can only imagine what people with bigger hands Absolutely. struggle with. I mean, I don't really know how they get through a full game. They could probably press all four buttons with one finger if they weren't being careful. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, I definitely would like to see maybe beefier Joy-Cons, you know, like a, a version two, an upgraded one. Yeah. Um, now I, I just find, would like that. I wonder if the Switch Pro is going to be different than what people think. Like, you know how the, um, the Switch Mini, you can't dock it. Mm-hmm. The normal Switch, you can do both. Part of me wonders if the Switch Pro is literally just going to be a home console. That would be really awesome though at the same time. Like I would like to see it because I mean, we do have all these controllers coming out. I know there's a lot of different controllers, you know, the pro controller is excellent. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I mean, I don't think they would do that because I mean, the portable factor is, you know, that's important. You know, that's something that people like. You got to remind yourself though, they have, I mean, think about what console can you pack lightly into your car without it being too big. I mean, Xbox, well, you got this big brick, you got the power cord, you got all the controllers, you got the batteries. (laughs) Thanks, Xbox. Um, (laughs) um, But the PlayStation's the same story. It's still pretty 
beefy, especially if a kid was going to transport that to play at his friend's house. Yeah. So here comes the switch, which is it's great and all, has a dock, but let's just say you don't like the way playing on the Joy-Cons because you'd have to dock it to play with your friend. Yeah. And then you'd have to hope you had two extra controllers and it would just be a little bit of a fuss. So what if they made a console, because obviously the system fits within that handheld. It does. They could make it literally part of the docking station where you can dock it, dock a separate controller, but also it just be the main console or just completely two separate. You have a console with maybe like holders for your um, controllers. Yeah, I mean, it so, definitely could. I'm just really excited to see what they do going forward because they've really surprised a lot of us with their design. Yeah, and I think with all with you know these new systems coming out, they have to release something that is going to at least be, it's not going to really be comparable, but at least, you know, step it up a little bit from the normal Switch and, you know, just kind of have it similar to how, I guess, the, you know, Xbox One X is and the, um, you know, PlayStation 4 Pro is, you just kind of run games at a lower setting on the normal Switch, and some other games will probably have to be Switch uh, Pro exclusive. So, I mean, I I think this can go, you know, three different ways. One, they'll make a, you know, souped-up version of the normal Switch, um, probably, you know, redesign it slightly, um, you know, Joy-Con 2.0. Um, one of them, it could just be a switch with a better CPU and, you know, it's kind of what they did with the DS lineup. They had the DSI, which had a slightly faster CPU. They had the uh, new 3DS, which had the slightly faster CPU. They could just go really, you know, easy route. I don't think that benefits them though. It doesn't really conform with how um, the other systems and other, you know, manufacturers have kind of gone about this. So I think now might be the time where, you know, we'll see that. But I could also see him doing something really weird and strange and just releasing a home console. Yep. Well, I mean, in this kind of market where everything seems to be kind of the same, they have a hope of doing something crazy new and it taking off. So, I mean, this is the honestly, this is when you got out, you know, weigh your risks, which did very very well it so did. they kind of have some room to be a little crazy with whatever they're going to be coming out with so yeah and the the one big part of me that thinks that they might not just make a home console is because the wii u was essentially a homebound switch and it didn't work so i mean that's i think they're kind of done with that but like i said though i mean nintendo does some weird stuff sometimes surprise it's a it's a tamadachi or whatever those things were. it might be you never know it could be a tamadachi with one analog stick on it and you have to figure out what to do i don't know it could be i don't know um so yeah so you know just something to keep an eye on but i mean we're going to be hearing these stories up until this happens and eventually someone's going to predict when this is going to come out and they're going to say i was right and it's like well yeah it was inevitable. It's something that's going to happen. That's like saying, you know, I think the PlayStation 5 is going to come out one day. And boom, the PlayStation 5. You're like, oh, I told you guys. Look, I said the PlayStation 5 was going to come out. It's like, yeah, that comes you're after correct. Four. That's correct. Okay. Um, so then there's one more little thing from CES, um, which is the Alienware UFO, <clears throat> which is basically a Switch with Windows 10. And it's huge. And it is uh, on an eight-inch display, as opposed to the Switch's six-point-two-inch display. And it's literally a Switch, but it's Alienware brand. 
I don't understand. I mean, they have basically a Switch for Alienware, but what, I mean, does it play like PC games on it? It plays PC games on it. I can show you a picture of it. That is so strange. I'm not sure how I feel about that. I mean, we already have like, I mean, I guess it's like a controller in theory, then okay. But then doesn't it have to be connected to the computer or... No, it actually is... A separate little computer? It's a separate little computer. But I wonder how much it actually stores, like, in space. Do you know anything about, like, how many games... Like, you'd have to download the game and the graphics and... Uh, I don't don't really know the the different specs of it yet. I'm not really sure if they really revealed it because it is still in prototype, like, version. But it has, you know, detachable controllers that slide into very similar things. Wow. If that... I mean, I would be scared that they would get in trouble for basically copying the Switch's design. See, it's weird because I feel like Nintendo does have some things patented with Switch. I don't believe that removable controllers is one of those things. Now, I applaud them for trying to do something a little different, maybe be different in interaction with your with your games. I'm always open for, you know, definitely more companies, more people doing more different things just yeah. to try to please customers and their experience with games so you know i definitely whoa i'm like looking at the pictures right now it's it's a switch it's a switch (laughs) it's a gray for pc silver switch that glows a little so you know it's alienware yeah it's not (laughs) bad i don't think this is going to really take off though because you know alienware they price their products so reasonably that i mean come on I mean, do we know any kind of like guesstimates about the price for that? Honestly, I'd be shocked if it's anything uh, under a thousand, if I had a guess, because I mean, it's it's going to be expensive. If it can handle the, the graphical games, I'm not sure about MMOs, but graphical games, I mean, I don't know. I mean, that might be worth someone. I mean, if you're going to pay for an Oculus Rift, let's be honest, you might actually pay for something like that. Yeah. Okay. Because the Oculus Rift is very expensive. And to be honest with you, I didn't like following a trail around. I might actually have more fun with this PC Switch thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's uh, it's definitely cool, you know, having the big screen. Uh, one of the biggest concerns is battery life with that big of a machine yeah, running sure. the Windows 10 which I think it's full Windows 10 operating system. Yeah, it looked like it. On the go, I just don't know if it's going to be able to handle all of that stuff, especially when you're playing games, which I'm assuming are you know medium to high settings. It's going to suck your battery. Does, <laughs> if it does and it's up your alley, let us know like your experience with it whenever that does eventually yeah hey future us <laughs> remind us <laughs> hey, we'll just we'll just contact dell and be like hey can you hook us up with uh, that alienware thing <laughs> we uh we record a, a weekly podcast about video games <laughs> that would be interesting if I that think... ever did come out i would love just to just to touch it just to be like what is this strange i'm sorry (laughs) no it'll probably be on display like best buy and stuff i just don't know i mean we always see these different video game handhelds coming out and video game consoles that just never really pan out alienware alienware is definitely you know a big name i guess but i just think the price point is going to be too high alienware is like the aesthetic pc gamer like that's the aesthetic (laughs) yeah it's like really beautiful it's it glows and it does cool 
cool because it's like alien. So I do find it really cool. And I mean, it never like there's all kinds of designs for your computer and all kinds of things that they offer. And it is awesome. And the fact that they are trying to do something like, you know, currently what's popular in the market. I don't have much appreciation for them trying to take exactly what they did. I mean, did it really need removable controllers? Couldn't you just keep those on? Because how many two-player PC games that are split-screen do you have? I mean... Not a ton. I just kind of feel like that might not make much sense for PC games, which is what I'm trying to justify in my head. I'm trying to think of anything, but... There's not a... I don't think there's a ton. Um, You could probably make the case for Rocket League, possibly, but I mean... But split-screen? And then you'd have to mount that into a screen anyway. It just doesn't... To me, it's not super practical. I feel like people in the market for handheld will re- like for a handheld would rather pay for a switch which has all the nintendo's games on it rather than get a gaming handheld like, gaming i don't want to deal with all these removable controllers especially if it has something to do with my pc i just in that case i would love to sit in my bed and play whatever you know but i don't want to have to deal with the fact that the controllers can be removed or i might for i forget i'm forgetful forget <laughs> i forget easily <laughs> i won't remember where i put my controller you know or just mm-hmm. don't know i don't feel like it was a necessary component to that you know yeah i think that they just kind of wanted to make a switch competitor but it's just it's going to price itself out of that competition real quick in my opinion so i mean it's cool cool tech i mean i'd like to play it but it just to me, it's it's such a, a like a you know niche market for that type of device at that price point that it's not really worth the investment. I feel like that's the thing that it's like if your friend has it, that's great because then you can play a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you of can it. play around and you know do whatever you want. <laughs> but with you don't want to spend the money on it. No, so. I just I ultimately don't think it's going to be worth it. I could be wrong, but I just don't think so. Would be, I mean, hey, I'm all for something laying in the bed and just playing. I know. It would I'm be great. I'm all for that. I'm awesome. so lazy. <laughs> but yeah, it's just, it's not super practical and I don't really, I don't really see it, you know, performing in the, the marketplace. I mean, with Switch being as popular as it is, most, most kids that do have Switches want to have their friends have Switches too so that they yep. can play with them. You know, I feel like at least they have the audience of the kids, which... I mean, if you can grab their attention, yeah, they'll grow up on it. You know, that's a future audience, you know. And so I just feel like not many moms are going to approve of an Alienware. That's for us older generation folk, I guess. Yeah, that's for the people that just have stopped caring and they just want. Or power. to outdo your friends. That's power. that little snob in the group. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got an Alienware Switch. It's like, oh, you want to play with this thing with your alien? I can't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sucks, doesn't it? Sorry. Now, <laughs> now we're we've been talking a lot about the Switch, and one of the big games coming out for Switch this year is Animal Crossing: New Horizons, and I think it's it's New Horizon or Sorry, New Horizons. So I forget. I think it's one of those two. But new Animal Crossing game is coming out for the Switch this year in March. I think March twentieth is the release date, which is really close. So it's twenty twenty now. I think that it's more than a good enough time to get hyped for this game you're not you know under the oh animal crossing comes out next year phrase no, it's anymore this year it's and this it's year. like 
in a month or two. Like it literally is just around the corner. Yeah. And January is melting away. February is going to go by quick. And then boom, we're going to be in March before we know it. And, you know, we we're going to definitely have more episodes with Animal Crossing in it for sure. But this episode is going to basically be about, I guess, our favorite Animal Crossing memories, because I have a few. Uh, I'm sure Kim has uh, Kim Kim has some as well. I have trauma. Um, you, have, you have some trauma. <laughs> so maybe some of our not favorite, <laughs> not favorite memories and then some of our uh, our favorite memories. Um, so do you want to? go first sure so i had played animal crossing like way back but it was hardly any and then out of nowhere years later here i am and i can play animal crossing with cal <laughs> so he's like let's play it let's play it it's gonna be fun he said yeah it was great and <laughs> So, okay, basically, I created my town, everything's going all dandy, you know, I'm making all these friends, and then in life, I had went to Ikea, and I ended up getting this, like, Cal got me a stuffed kangaroo, it was so cute, and we named it Kangi, because it was like a girl, and I was like, it's my favorite stuffed animal, I'm a, I have a huge thing for stuffed animals, it's a problem, uh, they're just so soft and cute, but yeah. anyway, I, ha- I sacrifice them, if, you know, it kind of sounds bad, but anyway, so in game, if you know, I don't want my whole house to these teddy bears. It's, that's kind of creepy at that point. But anyway, so in game, I think it was like the night after. It was the strangest thing. We get on to Animal Crossing, and I I got a new townie that arrived, and it was a kangaroo. And the name was Kangi, and it had a baby Joey, just like my teddy bear. And I was flipping out. I was like, this is the best thing ever. So I was trying to make sure Kangi felt at home. I did. I got gifts. I was trying to give her anything I could. It was so great. And then, out of nowhere, I think it was like a week later. I didn't play my game for like a week. Okay, this isn't like a month. I'm pretty sure it was just a week. And I log back in, and sure enough, it tells me that Kangi has moved on to a way better town with better treatment. It was so upsetting. Like, I, I, I was just traumatized. I was like, Cal, Kangi moved out. Kangi moved out. And I was like crying. And then he logs on. And sure enough, Kangi left my town to go to Cal's town. And... At that point, I was going through rage, and I became some sort of Sith Lord. I was really upset. I was like, I can't believe Kangi went to your town, kicked her out, so she comes back. Got very, um... She went to the better town. No, it was not. My town was way better. I had all kinds of cuteness going on. And sure enough, it went to your town, which, yes, was far more advanced than mine that you know. had more structures okay you've been playing that game it was it, <laughs> it was, was just a, better well, she had a better quality of life in my town she got to have coffee in your town i didn't unlock that yet yep she could have pretty... coffee <sighs> she could go to the fountain she could go look in the flower garden that i built she was she was living large i was distraught perfect place to start a family except there that wasn't was, any other kangaroos. that was one trauma okay so, so that was one. Are you ready for the next trauma? 
Uh, I am. So, Cal had given me this gift, and I, I don't know how rare things are in the game or not, and it was this really cute pink parasol. And it looked like parasol. Peach's parasol. It yes. was Peach's parasol. Yeah, I was so pumped. It was so cute. I made my character wear it as often as I could. I was so excited. I stored it in my little chest for safekeeping. But I like to carry it around a lot. Well, my whole family plays games. And sure enough, I had went off to college or work. One of, one of the two. Yeah, one of them. And I said, can you please fish for me while I, you know go off and I'll be back. And my mom's like, oh yeah, I'd love to. I'm so bored or whatever. My mom likes to do things like this for fun during the day. So I was like, okay, well, my mom really doesn't like, she's not very careful. <laughs> like she's not the most stable gamer. <laughs> she, she'll understand like a complex game just fine. But then like two seconds later, she'll forget everything. So anyway, I come back home and I'm, she's like, look how much fish I sold. And I was like, thank you. You know, I was so excited and pumped to get on. And I'm looking through my inventory and I'm like, where's my parasol? Did I store it? Did I store my parasol? And I'm verbally talking to her out loud too. And my mom's like slowly getting this, uh-oh, face. Like I did something. <laughs> and I go running off to like tom nook's store and stuff i'm like trying to find this like where's the buy back button where's the buy back? there is no buy back button once it's I'm gone it is gone out. i was freaking out i was like my beach parasol i literally had a meltdown i didn't know if it was rare i received a phone call <laughs> i was cow <laughs> my mom saw my beach parasol <laughs> And I was like, like oh no. <laughs> I was so upset. It's like, I'll find a new one. <laughs> I never found a new one. It, it was never replaced. I think you did eventually find a peach parasol. It was it was a very traumatizing day. It was I was so upset. I was so distraught. Anyway. <laughs> besides that though, I mean it was a fun game. And I was trying my hardest to work up to Cowstown. Visiting Cowstown was really cool for me. And seeing how far he had gotten with it. Because you played it almost like nonstop. I, for that first month I had it, I think I was over 100 hours like that first month. So I was playing it a lot. I was super excited for um, New Leaf when it came out. Like I was freaking out. Like you could get coffee in his town, which that wasn't even an option. Yeah, I'm not. I, I can't mine. really remember too well, like how those all those things got unlocked. I think they just kind of popped up in your um, your mayor log, and you had the option to build it. After a while, you had to reach a certain period of time, or you had to reach like I forget really. It was such a long time ago, but he had most things like unlocked and all this crazy stuff in his town with all the different types of trees. I was like, this is crazy. Yeah, it was so cool though. It like, was a lot of fun. That was like my fondest memories going over there. And we got little coffees together at your little store. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that was great. Yeah. I think, you know, my favorite memories of Animal Crossing, definitely during the winter time, um, which I kind of talked about in the, the Christmas special. Um, but, you know, the whole, you know, when it's, it's right before, I guess, winter hits and you get like that, um, you get like a letter in the mail or you get like a posting on the little, uh, you know, post board that, 
um, you know, the, the snow is coming and all that. It's just, you know, really excited. It's like, you know, a really long blizzard is, is going to be rolling in the town. Um, and then you, you know, wake up the next morning, you turn on Animal Crossing, it plays that classic, you know, Animal Crossing music. And then you just see the whole entire town in the, in the little, uh, you know, intro screen, you can see, you know, what the weather looks like before you actually get in the game. So you just see everything covered in like, you know, super fluffy snow. And I think as like, you know, the winter goes on, the snow kind of thins out towards the end, I think. Um, but that first initial, you know, snow, and then you have people having like, you know, the lights on their houses and it's just, I don't know. It gets you really excited for like the it's holiday season. It's so cute to see like the little town, like mm. the people get ready for like the festivities and just the fact that they go running around and then they talk about like, I think it's Santa that they talk about that comes visiting or whatever that I'm not sure if they mm-hmm. had a unique name or anything for it's, Santa. It's, uh, it's the reindeer. It's, it's like the that, reindeer. Yeah, that, I forget what the reindeer's name is, but it's basically like Christmas reindeer almost. Yeah, so this little Santa, you know, forgives for everybody. And I always I got excited. I was like, I'm going to get everyone the best gift. Little did I know that if you don't actually pay attention to what they want, they don't care what you get them. So yeah, that you just really make hurt them my upset feelings. And you ruin their day. They get depressed. It, it really hurt my feelings. I was like, wow. Well, okay. Well, I picked the wrong thing for you. Have a great Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also remember, you know, vividly, especially in the summertime, once school was out, um, you know, staying up really, really late trying to find a spider or a scorpion, or I guess a tarantula or a scorpion. In the newer games, it was way easier. Like in, in New Leaf, it was so much, you know, easier to find those, those you know, bugs. But in Wild World, though, it was like impossible. And if you messed up, you felt terrible because you would, you'd be waiting up all night. It would be like, you know, you know, one o'clock in the morning or two o'clock in the morning. And it's like, you know, where is this thing? You finally see him and he's right near the lake. You try to sneak up behind him and catch him. And then boom, he hops into the lake. He's gone. You stayed up for nothing. (laughs) It is like, it's like some nights there'd be like multiple. You'd see a couple of them, but it was very hard to catch them. At least, you know, during that time, it was very difficult. And then especially, you know, the DS, it was kind of hard to see a little bit sometimes, you know, with like the, the graphic style, but it was very rewarding staying up and finally catching it and then being able to go to bed and, you know, listening to the, the really like mellowed out animal crossing music. Um, it was, it was really fun. I remember, you know, me and my sister used to stay up really late and we used to, you know, play that. And I remember there's a few times where, you know, you know, we'd either knock on each other's door and be like, yo, did you catch anything yet? And I'd be like, no. Um, so it was, it was, it was very fun. <laughs> I struggled running away from bees. So he's telling you all about this great capturing. I, I, I struggled with running away from the dang bees every time I shook a tree. <laughs> I was not, I was not very good. I don't know how else to explain that. Besides, it took me many tries and eventually I succeeded. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The catching the bees thing's kind of tough. Um, you know, I, I always remember, Um, you know, my sister, she got stung by the bees and she came to my town. And so after she came to the town, she talked to my villagers, she left. People always would bring her up in conversations, like just because I guess they saw they saw her with like the, the bee stings. And, you know, I remember my one gorilla, I can't remember his name, but he was basically like, you know, that, that one, that one girl, Emmy, she visited the town. When I when I think of her, I think pizza face. 
so God. it's it's just it was it was pretty funny that i got a kick out of that and that was kind of my first experience with them um you know calling people different things and then of course you know sending like ridiculous letters to you know your animal partners and just writing really mean stuff on there and then being like oh that letter was great or then responding with thanks for writing you know it's just stuff like that it was it was just really how really was fun. a troll don't want to fool you. He, he was so mean <laughs> to them. Oh, but that does remind me about that new Animal Crossing. People are, are already trying to um, determine like the, the different, I guess, characters in the game by yeah. the released images. And one of them was really cute. Like, there's some sort of pink little thing. And I was like, finally, an all pink. Because in my town, I never had anyone close to being like all pink besides Monique or whatever. So, <sighs> this is going to be really cute. Like... I'm just, I'm so pumped for it. Like, I really am. I really hope there's a lot of different um, characters that can move in and out. I think there, I think it's going to still be like the same amount. Like, there's a ton of Animal Crossing characters. I don't, I don't know if you can cycle through all of them. I think Emmy came close. Um, but you'll just, I mean, there's just so many. And it's, uh, it's really, it's going to be really cool because I think they actually start off in this one in tents. Whereas before, you know, they all have their house. And then I think you kind of have to upgrade their houses as well. Because you're kind of like building everything. This is like a deserted island, I guess. Um, so I'm really interested to see, you know, Animal Crossing's take on kind of like the survival genre in a way. Like the crafting genre. It's 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 going to be very interesting. It is. And the, the fact that they're adding those new things, like gardening in a way, like mm-hmm. that's going to make it so much more fun. Like, you can I make like paths and stuff wait. now. Yeah, it's going to be a blast. I just, I'm I'm pumped for it. Like I'm when really that comes out, get ready for a couple episodes just talking about me running away from maybe an angry villager. I don't know what to expect for this. So very pumped for it. It, it seems like it's going to support more players online. I think it may support up to eight, which is going to be really cool. So I'm wondering how that's going to play out. You know, like if it's just you joining someone else's, you know, town, or if you can actually have a town together. Now that would be very interesting. I was actually thinking about that too. And I was thinking Stardew Valley in a way where you kind of share, you know, a, farm. a separate save farm. And then you kind of just are existing online. It's just, I don't know if it'll, if it is going to work like that, but I think that would be really interesting to see them implement, you know, a stronger online functionality to animal crossing. Um, but I'm, I don't know. I'm just, I'm really looking forward to it. And now that we're kind of closing in on it, it's, uh, it's going to be getting more and more exciting. Yep. And I, I honestly think that I'm going to be very happy during that time. I think I am too. <laughs> I really am. I, I, I think that that's probably my most anticipated game right now. And, you know, I'm, I'm waiting to kind of see the new details, but at the same time, I kind of don't want to look at all the new details because I want it to be a surprise when I play it. Um, and I know we are going to play the heck out of that game. Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. I just yeah. hope by that point we are done with Death Stranding. <laughs> I think we will be. I definitely think we will be. Um, and one more, one more memory for Animal Crossing. Uh, the first time I had to turn my game off without um, saving, and then Don Rossetti had to come visit me, I was like, what the heck is going on? Like, it was just ridiculous. Because <laughs> you've had that happen, right? Yes, I was like... It's like, dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. And it's funny because I looked up reviews for Animal Crossing, and 
it was like the reviews are, are just ridiculous on Amazon because they talk about how like vulgar, you know, Don Rossetti is and calls you like an <laughs> idiot and stuff. And, um, it's, it, you have to read them. I don't want to, I don't want to, uh, I don't Comb wanna, through them right now. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to be like specific with what they said just cause it is kind of insensitive. Um, not the game. The game's not sensitive. You can't blame the game for just functioning as it's supposed to. Like, but people are like, just some of their reviews are just so ridiculously stupid on there. So definitely check out their reviews for um, Animal Crossing Wild World and uh, New Leaf on Amazon because some of them are are gems. Don't you yell at me? I'm your creator. Well, no, I mean, they're, they're just like, you know, um, I, I don't want to go into it. I don't want to go into it. it they get very vulgar? Or? No, it's just, oh. you know, they, the parents were thinking that, like, they're singling out their, um, you know, their kid. And, you know, the kid is kind of, you know, special needs or, you know, something like that. And it's like the game's not, you know, trying to, you know, demean somebody. It's just it's just supposed to be a funny way of telling, telling you, you to save your game, save your game, because you mm-hmm. might lose a lot of cool stuff. You might have just caught a scorpion and you're like, finally, I'm completing my museum. It took me months to catch this thing. It's the last day of summer. I really lucked out. And then, boom, you get too excited and you just turn off your system. Well, guess what? That thing's gone. You can't get it back. You have to rewind your game or, you know, do whatever. You know, you have to I go into wish, the like, settings. They would have told us like the story like of how they figured out about Don Rossetti. Like, were they watching? Were they enjoying the game too? It makes uh, me curious. Yeah, that is kind of weird. <laughs> it makes me really curious. Like, are they actually like <laughs> I don't the know. The kid came up in tears. <laughs> Maybe. The, it, don't it could. say that. That could, it could be the case. So It could. But it's so sad. I want to know. Like I want I I genuinely want to know is this actually upsetting? Oh god. Oh, one one more memory. One more memory. Okay. So the DS you could actually go in and you could um change the time setting with the DS. So the game would think that you are actually in that year. So I basically took all of my money. I was having a really hard time upgrading my house just because I didn't have a lot of time and I was getting really lazy and I didn't want to catch fish and I didn't want to do all this stuff. I just wanted to get from point A to point B to point B to point C, etc. So basically I took all the money that I had earned. I put it in the bank. I turned, I saved, obviously I saved thanks to Rossetti. He, you know, reminded me, hey, you need to save this game. So I (laughs) saved it and then I went to my DS clock. I fast forwarded. 99 years and I turned on the game and I got a ton of money. I was able to upgrade my house. Wow. So that's uh, how you did it. My Well, this isn't the 3DS version. This oh. is the DS version. Oh. So this is in Wild World. So it was great. There was a lot of cockroaches in my house. My, na- my neighbors were like, where have you been for the past 99 years? Uh, everything was a mess there was weeds everywhere every square inch had weeds <laughs> you ended up causing more labor for yourself i had to recruit emmy to come in my sister to come in and help me clean up the weeds because it was ridiculous everywhere you look there's clovers and weeds and all kinds of stuff and it took me <laughs> a long time it took a couple hours to fully clean up everything and then not to mention all the fossils and pitfall seeds and you know, various other things, you know, in the ground. So it was ridiculous. It was terrible. But I was able to pay off my house, which was nice. But then I had to rewind back in time, which you can imagine caused more weeds. So 
at that point in time, I'm, I was thinking, do you know it'd be great? There was a way to like possibly like mod in a lawnmower with like an action replay or something, and <laughs> just lawnmower. and just cut down all these weeds. <laughs> but it was terrible. So I definitely, if you ever for some reason are playing Animal Crossing Wild World, don't do that because it's not worth it. Unless, unless you see, you went ahead ninety nine years, did not ma- did not pluck the weeds. See, now there is a way. And then that, went though. back in time. And then it didn't have any spots to regenerate, and then you would only had to do it once. See, you can put down, like, you know when you go to, like, your custom designs, you can place down those little panels. I don't really remember what they're considered, but you can, like, get, like, custom-made ones. You can have, like, you know, road patterns and stuff. You can put all those things down, it'll prevent weeds from growing. However, then you'll have to pick up all those things, so it's, like, it doesn't... It doesn't really help. You're still going to be majorly inconvenienced, even though you are going to be getting all the interest from your money that you put into the bank. Um, I'm pretty sure that they don't allow that in the new, uh, you know, 3DS version. And definitely not, will not be available in the Switch version. I think you would still do it, even though it was a bad decision the first time. No, I would definitely not do it. That was not worth it. It was not worth the trouble. Um, but that was that was really really funny. But that jacked my town up for a long time after that. Never was the same. Wow. But um I all think... those poor souls. I'm just I know, yeah. I'm surprised they're still alive. You abandoned them all. You're like some sort of vampire coming back. Well that's the thing though, in Wild World you weren't the mayor, so it was like you didn't really have a huge responsibility. You kinda just were you Oh you kind you of just for there. yourself. Yeah. I mean you weren't really, you know, responsible for the well being of your, your neighbors really. <laughs> just went through an apocalypse. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, hey guys, you haven't aged a bit, neither have I. <laughs> Wow, I'm surprised they stuck around that long. I'm surprised I didn't turn it on. There's just like those are your friends. They did not leave your side. Oh my god, it was crazy. Committed. It really was crazy. Or or they just left and ended up coming back. Like after a hundred years, they come back. They might have. It goes through a full cycle. That's kind of creepy. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they ran away from it for a bit. Like Nintendogs, if you didn't treat them right, they would just like you know run away. It's so depressing. I know. <laughs> Don't get me sad. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> one of the, the crossover games I always joke about is uh, Nintendogs Animal Crossing crossover. That's why I was thinking of Nintendogs. Like, how great would it be to train your villagers before they get released into the town? just be awesome it's like a military i don't think that's yeah gonna be i don't know as great it's, as you think it probably wouldn't be as good but who knows it would be cool to customize your villagers <laughs> <laughs> that, that would, be, that would cool. be pretty cool that would be pretty cool um but i think your recorder is going to die again um or at least you're running out of record space so, more than likely yeah yes. we should probably wrap this up um kind of a a little bit of a scattered episode i guess but we had to get some news stories in and um you know we do have some plans this week for um possibly a little bonus uh episode that doesn't involve games at all i posted on instagram so yeah (laughs) so we'll see maybe an episode of movie opinions talking about possibly star wars the new one or just the trilogy in general no don't get us wrong it's still gonna be very nerdy it'll be very nerdy so i mean sure. just because that's who we are um yeah but it's <laughs> but, gonna be it's gonna be very fun um being able to talk about some some movies with you guys and have those a part of the uh the podcast feed so um you know along with your normal game opinions content you can expect to you know see some movie opinions sprinkled in 
um, to add a little extra spice <laughs> to the podcast feed. So, um, as always, you guys can check out this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, a whole bunch of different places. And you guys, um, be great if you could leave us some reviews on Apple Podcasts. It goes a long way. Gets us on the same page as you guys. Let us know if this podcast sucks. Let us know if it's awesome. Definitely be grateful for it. And really, until next time, keep on keeping on. <laughs>